0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out.
1: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 506 for August 10th, 2021. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, back from a little vacation, alongside Miranda Sanchez and Destin Laguerre. Hello to Man. both of you.
2: Hi, hello. Welcome everyone.
1: Mer- Miranda, thank you so much for holding down the fort in my absence last week. I needed to go off the grid for a while. It had been a long, long time. I didn't check work email. I didn't even look at Twitter. It was Good. Great. It felt really good.
2: That's excellent.
1: Instead, I escaped to uh, the... The fantasy bubble of that is Disneyland, uh, which was a great time. And interestingly, for Xbox fans, so you know they have the new Avengers Campus there now that replaced the Bugs Land over in California Adventure. And uh, so the 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 new ride, which is Spider Man Web Slinger, it it basically uses a new like an advanced version of Kinect. Like if Kinect had continued on, that's what it uses. You get in the ride, you've got 3D glasses uh but and then you're the point is you're 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 shooting webs to get these little robotic spiders that are crawling all over the place and it's uh when you get in there's a little screen in front of you that shows your score but it also shows you get in it says it's it it calibrates and it shows a little oval head and little like skeleton little skeleton arms so it's it's exactly connect which i thought was hilarious (laughs) like most people that ride it probably have no idea like oh okay this technology started a while back and it's I mean, I don't know if Disney adapted it, you know, just built their own version of it or what, but I thought that was that was pretty interesting. It's a fun game, though, because it is more of a game than a ride. I mean, it's a ride, but it's basically a a glorified video game. Uh, real quick, before we get going, I want to let everybody know that our August IGN 1st month of coverage, our cover story, if you will, think of it in magazine terms, is Back for Blood, which a bunch of us, most of us, are super excited about. We are underway with that coverage. Mitchell Saltzman uh, went to Turtle Rock and got to play the heck out of it. We've got tons of gameplay video going up, a lot of stuff. His first, he's got a a preview up of the open beta if you missed that, as I did this past weekend since I was away. So if you didn't get in on that, check out Mitchell's preview. And then he's also got a 19-minute gameplay video uh, that he he played with the developers. So check that out. There's a lot of good stuff coming from IGN on the Back for Blood front. All right, Uh, the next big item here, Destin, we've got Gamescom coming up, even if it's in digital form this year for hopefully just this one more year. And we have a date, we have a time, and we have a little description from Microsoft. So I wanted to talk about this with both of you. August 24th, mark your calendars, August 24th. That is not this coming Thursday, or excuse me, it's two weeks from today. And that's, let me clarify that. Two, Two weeks from today, Tuesday, the 24th. 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock BST, 7 p.m. CEST. We'll have it here on IGN as usual, so youtube.com slash IGN or just the IGN.com homepage or twitch.tv slash IGN. And Microsoft sends along this little programming description. Tune in to learn more about our biggest exclusive games lineup ever. During the week, you'll see new updates and gameplay from many of our Xbox Game Studios Alongside some of our third-party partners, including some of the incredible titles coming to Xbox this holiday, upcoming releases to our monthly subscription service Xbox Game Pass, and much more. Now, just taking reading into that as we do, uh, Destin, what do you think that might mean? So an, uh, an update on many games from, the, from Xbox Game Studios.
0: Yeah, I just mean, I think it's going to be them talking about a lot of the games that were slated for 2021 that we haven't heard about. And one of those are Crossfire X and another is Scorn. Uh, What's going on with those games? Another one that comes to mind, Bright Memory Infinite. Yes. What is up with Bright Memory Infinite? You know, and um, we we haven't really heard anything about those games. And I personally would love to know more.
1: Yeah, Miranda, what's, uh, how about you? What you think we'll get any big surprises? Or is there just going to be, you think, you're think thinking along with Destin as far as just updates on the things that have fallen through the cracks?
2: I think we will get those updates. I do also think this is a good chance for them to go back to Halo single player and to say, like, okay, guys, you got a taste of what multiplayer is like, how this looks, how this plays. Now let's get back to the single player campaign and talk a little bit more about that and revisit what we should expect from it. So. Um, it'll be, of course it's August. So, you know, holiday is not too far away, but it's still, we have that ambiguous holiday release date, right? For Halo. So this is going to be a good chance for them to say whether or not they have the release date, which I hope they do, because, you know, like I said, holiday is not not that far. (laughs) Um, and I want them to kind of wellness with it. You know, I think they've been really prepping for it. So I think they can do a good job and I think they have. Um, the backing of, you know, last episode, we basically just gushed about how much we enjoyed multiplayer. And that was just yeah. such an early slice of it. And I think having that hopefully will make them confident saying, okay, now we can start sharing other things. I also wouldn't be surprised if they do another multiplayer uh, test flight during this time as well.
0: So well, they, yeah. they, are, they are tweeting about, make sure your account's ready. Make sure your right. account's ready. Yeah. So I have a feeling something's coming oh, yeah. very soon. <laughs> Agreed.
1: Yeah, I'm with you Miranda. I think I think that's going to be the time when they give the release date because uh the Why not? you know it's it's August 10th now. So it's August 24th for this event and as you said it's they almost have to. I mean there's they can't really push it much farther. So I think that's going to be the event, that, that keynote, that uh press conference. And yeah, I I wonder if we'll see single player and multiplayer. Um I I agree that This seems to be a good campaign moment for them because the it realistically speaking, whatever holiday means, Halo Infinite's about done at this point. Like they're just polishing up. They're not that I'm. I don't mean to sort of claim I'm some expert in development, but you know I've I've been around this long enough to know that by this point in time, you're pretty close generally speaking. And so yeah, they were they were probably waiting till they were all polished up before showing another campaign slice and i expect that this will be the time for that i wonder if maybe uh they show off big team battle for the first time mm-hmm. on the multiplayer side like that would like that would get me hyped up for sure not that not that i need any additional hyping when it comes to <laughs> halo infinite but um but yeah you know uh i expect probably another big showcase for another big demo for forza horizon 5 cuz that's microsoft's other Others, but you know that's that's the one B to, to Halo Infinite's one A this holiday, and while we did see a lot of Forza Motor Force Motorsport Forza Horizon Five at E three, it went it was huge. I mean, it was the game of the show. It was voted best best show, best game at E three by the media, by the judges, and it's a big game for them. And so I I think we will see more of that. Now they have been giving continuous updates. They just showed off the entire game yeah. map, the world map. But I expect more Forza Horizon uh, footage. And boy, Destin, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned Scorn and Crossfire in particular. Yeah, both of them look great. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, and I don't mean this in a demeaning negative way at all, but I had f- honestly forgotten about those games because that's how quiet we have not heard a peep about them. Not even yeah. a mention of either of those two games. Crossfire was supposed to be out last year, and now we're we're heading in the, the home stretch of 2021 and we still don't have a date for that yet so that's that struck me as uh that that i'm glad you brought that up
0: yeah they've shown uh enough of the the single player gameplay that it looks awesome they've shown a little bit of the multiplayer in trailer form that game looks i played it it's there was a there was a closed beta last summer like last (laughs) year so it's been out there yeah the, the game looks like it's it's going to be great. Like from everything that I've seen. I'm just wondering what's going on with it. Where's the release date? Why haven't they been talking about it? And it's sort of the same with Scorn. Scorn was at least on their little calendar with a I believe it was fall. So like, is that yeah. coming out soon? <laughs> like fall is now right. Are we in fall season yet? No, we're in still summer. We're on still the doorstep
1: of it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think you're you're referencing uh, an xbox wire blog post from it might have even been january it was like the beginning of the year where they they listed like here's all the exclusives coming to xbox this year and it had the big stuff it had small stuff obviously it didn't have things like Forza horizon 5 that yeah that w- wasn't announced yet but yeah it scorn was in there 12 well, even, minutes was in there which, their which is E3 coming out
0: presentation had it also at the end on their their calendar of stuff right, coming right. out, but it didn't have a date yeah. You know, and Bright Memory is another one that like yes. when the Series X was revealed, that was available on Steam. You could play Bright Memory and then Bright Memory Infinite was coming to Xbox. The combat is awesome in that game. So another cool. really cool uh shooter with great combat and I'm just like where are these games because they look awesome and yeah. I want to play them and talk about them, but nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I know I know you're not saying where are these games in a like, you know, aggressive I, way. You're just I sw- you're, like, you're, yeah, You're genuine. Like, like are yeah. Are they coming this year? Cause it's uh yeah, I mean it's the Xbox it's the exclusive games lineup, you know, I did the whole op-ed about it. It's it's all finally happening. We just need some mm-hmm. dates on the calendar for some of this stuff, Halo included. But yeah, it's uh it's great to see. I mean this month, so we we just had the Ascent, which I reviewed right before I left. I know you guys talked mm-hmm. about it last week. Everybody's hopefully had a chance to look at my review. I really enjoyed that game. Uh, I would be thrilled if they did a sequel to and and address some of the issues I had with it. But boy, a lot of fun! That's on Game Pass. I definitely recommend everybody give that a try. So that's an exclusive. Of course, Flight Simulator was out that same week right before I left uh, as well. And now this month, it's I just mentioned Twelve Minutes, and then Miranda Psychonauts Two is the end of the month as well.
2: So excited!
1: It's coming. Although I guess technically that's actually not an exclusive. Yeah. Was, yeah. Since it was. Uh, well not kickstarted but uh figged is that a verb can we verb that I sure don't know that's
2: yeah i mean we can say kickstarted it's yeah. it fig funded Fig funded
1: <laughs> there i guess that's the grammatically correct way to say it but yeah that'll be that'll be coming I'm, i mean good i'm glad playstation players will get to play that one but uh yeah all this stuff's coming and it's gamescom could be a good chance for to get some release dates for this stuff now what about like these third-party mentions Destin, what do you expect to see? Like, what what might Microsoft be mentioning there referencing on the third
0: party side? Uh, probably like Battlefield 2042. You know, um, Far Cry is not out yet, right? So maybe Far Cry 6. Right. that's October, you know? yeah. Yeah, so just stuff that's coming within their window that they kind of want to double dip on. So I would guess 2042 is going to have some sort of exclusive thing because Sony hasn't announced they're doing anything, right? So right. it's just kind of Xbox is, is the stage. For those third-party partners to come in and show off their properties, uh, do either of you think something like Call of Duty could be shown at this event?
2: Maybe yeah. we still don't know anything about this year's right. Call of Duty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, normal. Normally, that's it's a
1: that's a fair question, Destin, because normally in the in traditional cycle, it gets Call of Duty gets announced in May, and then they show it off at E3 in June, and then mm-hmm. kind of trickle out more information. And the fact is, they still haven't even announced the game yet, so. Gamescom would seem like a their last big opportunity to do it at least at an event. I mean they could still do it on their own, but yeah, that's that but that last we knew unless the the deal expired, they've got uh, the the part the marketing partnership with Sony. So I wouldn't expect to see that on Microsoft stage, but
0: okay. What but about yeah. Diablo 2 then? Cuz Diablo is within that same window.
1: Right, and that that was at E3 on Microsoft. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's a good one. That that's uh boy, I can't wait for that game.
0: When you that's start thinking about it, it comes out thinking about it.
1: Yeah, it comes out three time. days after my birthday, and it's 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 the long-awaited remaster of one of my favorite games of all time. So that's uh that's that's my little birthday gift to myself from Blizzard. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot to look forward to at Gamescom. I mean, I think it's important to I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I think we should probably try to Set everybody's expectations out there. I'm not expecting any major announcements at this. Uh, I mean, they've even the wording that they gave seems to, you know, they don't say anything like "stay tuned for surprises." That they, they were pretty clear about. Hey, stuff that's coming out this year plus some third party stuff. Although that said, uh, we still maybe Compulsion Games finally announces what they're doing. They're one of the first party Xbox yep. studios. We still haven't heard from. Um, I don't know. You think there's anybody else out there that, that could be, you know, might make a smaller game announcement on the Xbox side.
0: Uh, probably Starfield, you know, really small. No, I'm just <laughs> no I, I, what, what would Bethesda show? Like, Maybe Elder Elder Scrolls, right? Like the online game? No, Online,
2: okay, yeah, yeah, maybe Elder Scrolls (laughs) Online. Fallout 76, maybe you will get a little update there. I don't know what's going on Mm. with that game right now. Uh, But no, I think you made such a great point, Ryan, that historically Gamescom has been a good place for updates and for hands-on experiences of, like, updated experiences, or it's the same thing that we see at E3. So I don't think we should set our hopes too high for, like, huge announcements.
0: Is Plague Tale Innocence 2021? Do either of you know off the top of your head? Uh that you might mean be wait, one the the, the sequel? Wait, that's not that's the name of the first that's one. That's the isn't first it? one. Like Tale
1: Requiem? Requiem, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That could be uh cuz that's I believe a European developed game, right? So that's uh that's true. We do tend to see more European titles take center stage at Gamescom oh, since it's a European event.
0: I forgot to bring it up. Lost Ark. Lost Ark has been teasing on their Twitter that they're going to announce something and I keep talking about this game on this show. Lost You're Ark right. is going to be awesome. It is a massive massive game like internet everywhere but here. Yeah. And it's finally coming here. And they're like being sort of tongue in cheek oh, about it.
2: It's you that mishmash like of it. everything. It's an MMO, right?
0: going to be great. It's already like out everywhere else and it has really positive reviews. Yeah, I, I think you're going to like it more than you expect. And I think I think it's going to be for people who like aren't aware of Lost Ark. I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. I think right. Well, I say sleeper hit, but there's already uh, a huge dedicated fan. Yeah. in the US, yeah.
2: I don't. I think it's it's definitely a a brand of MMOs. I, I know, wait, but MMOs for me they're so hit or miss. Like, I got like Final Fantasy 14, but this one is just it's overwhelming in it's in more, the visual it's, style. It's like, do you want literally everything in fantasy and some <laughs> sci fi? Here it is. <laughs> it's all there. There's a dinosaur, but then
0: there's a space gun. (laughs) I'm really excited. I hope you guys will at least like try the intro, because I did, and I was totally hooked. And I'm really, really excited to see more. I I do agree that this trailer, if you don't know what Lost Ark is, you're just (laughs) like, what is this? (laughs) But having played it, it just sort of takes you on an interesting story and sets you on your path in in the uh, world of wherever this takes place. I don't know. But uh, the powers are really cool. I will say- Sort of I, shift in the different modes. And I, I think people are really going to like this one.
2: I like the UI. It's a lot less intimidating than other MMO UI. Yeah. I'll say.
1: Yeah. Pretty easy to pick yeah, up. <laughs> nice. It's not just like a wall of icons and text. And-
2: yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what half of this is. Please let me unlock this slowly.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it'll it's still going to be fun either way. Even if we don't get any major, like, yeah. brand, I would say, even though it's currently penciled in for summer 2022 I like I doubt we'll see gameplay of Redfall at this like I think it's probably too early for that if I you know that's what my gut says anyway
2: I agree I don't think we're going to see anything about that until next year which is bummer for me because I want to see more of it but I I think I'm okay with that
0: I I would love a trailer just so we have an actual idea of what the gameplay of that product looks like but I think Mm -hmm. Miranda you've actually been liking sort of marketing style where they give us an indication of the powers of each of the characters and everything. Am I wrong in saying that?
2: No, absolutely. You have to read between lines. Like, they're showing off, like, what... I I think Stella also does a great job of this with uh, breaking down Apex Legends trailers. Of like, when they announced a new legend, you have to really read into the story that they're trying to to market through, like, the cinematic, I guess, that they have released to tease it um, to understand what's happening rather than just getting... The full-on trailer of like what this game's gonna look like, and again, it's an arcane game, so I think if you know what an arcane game looks like, I don't think it's gonna look too much different in terms of what they're gonna offer there. But we could be surprised, you know? Who could say? Um, If
0: Raziel shows up during the Gamescom trailer and he's a playable character, I'm all in (laughs) because it was code. It was codenamed Kane, I think, or something like that. Oh, so yeah. Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, Destin,
2: so excited! (laughs) Keep the faith alive.
1: I love it. I love it, but. Uh, Yeah, so stay tuned. August 24th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on IGN for live coverage. We'll be carrying that Xbox presentation live. And then, by the way, I'll just go ahead and let you know, our podcast that week will be a one-hour live show immediately after. So we'll be reacting to it live along with you guys. So watch the event on IGN and just stay right with us for Unlocked Live right after. I guess that'll be, if this is episode 506, uh, 508, that'll be episode 508. So join us for that. All right, uh, next up this week, Miranda, we had our second Xbox Twitch Indie Showcase today as well. There were, let's see, in total, more than I can count. I have the entire list here. It looks something like, yeah, close to, oh, like two dozen games any any highlights for you anything jump out
2: uh, i unfortunately didn't get to look at all of them uh, but one that i've been looking forward to for a long time now is sable which is an open world exploration game that has always looked so stylish this is one of those games that sort of came out as a gif and you said hey what's that does that exist yet can i play it and it's like no this is just the GIF to show you what this game is so i was like oh okay or GIF if you prefer uh, no, and yes, so not right.
1: The first time I'm yeah. with I'm team GIF.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I th- I say GIF, but, yes. um, and so that one is finally getting a lot more steam and we can actually play it soon. So I was really happy to see an update on that. And I think most of these were just updates on games that I wanted to play. Um, I do have to actually go back and kind of dig deeper into some of the games I missed. I unfortunately couldn't watch the whole thing because it is rather long, which is cool, which is great. I love that they give so much of a spotlight here um so paparazzi by Kitbox games is another one that i'm looking forward to which is where you're taking photos of dogs
1: hold on that, i mean that's that? that's game of the year right there <laughs> like, we can just shut down the vote right now um exactly yeah, who, who wouldn't want to play that
2: yeah exactly so that's you can see here oh look at our super producer just...
1: red is on it look at that Thank got you got b-roll ready to go if you're watching on video
2: <laughs> red red knows the yeah. priorities <laughs>
1: <laughs> how good does that how fun is i mean you know that's my, I'll tell you, my, my daughter would love this game.
2: Yeah. You know, it's in all
1: seriousness, like, she would, she would absolutely adore this game. So
2: Great you know, fun game it. where you go and uh, take photos of different kinds of dogs. You can play with them. And um, you kind of have like a little compendium of the dogs that you've found so far. Well, that dog has a big old burger, if you're listening. There better be boxers
1: in this. That's all I got to say. It's, it's a zero out of ten <laughs> if there are no boxers.
2: Okay, okay. you know, that's that's absolutely right fair. Now. You can see skateboarding dogs. Incredible. <laughs> There's nothing they can't do here uh so i think that just it's really charming and i like having those games to like kind of it's weird to say like wash my hands of like the intensity of like call of duty or something it's like all right guys let me just like swing a complete 180 and go do something else for a second (laughs) yeah it's nice to have those um so then there's also button city which is another more on the chill side of games it's an adventure game uh where you go meet cute animals and i think that one's actually out now but so yeah we have this it's it's that very cute animals it has that sort of animal crossing vibes in a way, but I think it has more of a story focus and there's an arcade where you can actually go. I think it was to save the arcade is the, the story of the game and you go play arcade games. So like there's this little hack and slash we see and there's a racing game and then there's DDR. So it's just a cute, like nineties aesthetic fun one. Um, and that's just, again, I think it's out now. So I'm hoping to go play it soon. But the one that I was excited by and kind of like curious about, because it's not really a game that I would play, uh, is Library of Runa. So this game is very stylistic, uh, and it's a library battle simulation, which you're like, wow. what does that even mean? <laughs> so you Doobie go to a library, system. yeah, and you fight them to to get their books, <laughs> so, which it sounds very silly, but... And it kind of is in a way, but the aesthetic of it's really serious, and like some of it looks actually really gory. So I'm excited to see what this game is because it's not something I think I would normally play. And it's been in early access since 2020 or May 15, 2020. And the combat is rather unlike things that I would normally play. I think it has some Slay the Spire vibes to it, but it's hard to really understand exactly what's going on in some of the screenshots they have because it's not in English. But I'm curious to find out more about this because I love books. I'm going to fight people for their books. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) The
1: the one that jumped out at me uh, that I want to give a quick mention to, if you like comedies, you like point and click adventures, if you like comedic point and click adventures, there is a remaster of Sam and Max Save the World, which is the it's season one of the Telltale uh, adventure, not the original LucasArts Arts one, but the Telltale one that got made a bit later. It's really good. It's I. Uh, it was out on the 360. I played. I think I reviewed it back at OXM for that uh, back then. But yeah, if I mean Sam and Max is hilarious, and there just aren't a lot of funny point and click adventure games anymore. And this is a pretty like classic one. Uh, so yeah, I mean not not Game Pass in this situation, but. If that is up your alley, it is really cool to see that getting remastered and re-released here on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. So don't miss that one. Um, and then I guess the one other one, which I, I don't know anything about, I haven't played, but the short description, like the elevator pitch has me, has me sold here. It's called The Big Con. Hustle your way across 90s America as a runaway teen con artist. Choose how to make your scratch as you don disguises, pick pockets, and rip people off in this comedic crime-filled adventure. Experience the totally rad nineties and all its plaid and payphone glory. So uh I am really eager to, to give this a go and see what it's all about because it's I love I grew up in the nineties and <laughs> want to play a game that's that's trying to do something like this.
2: This almost has some Doug aesthetic to it, I will yes. say. Yeah.
1: Well, no, oh, it's a good reference. Why I haven't thought about Doug in a while. It's, uh, well <laughs> oh, played, it's a Furby. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, this game looks really cool. Uh, if you aren't watching, I highly recommend checking out the trailer because you'll also, if you also have any fondness for the 90s, like all of a sudden, I want to try this out. That's
0: cool. So for so, me, I'm, I'm cheating yeah, ahead, a little Destin, bit. Please. and I'm sneaking a peek at some of these on the IGN collection article. Um and the one that jumped out at me right away was Inked, A Tale of Love, is an unconventional love story told on a world of paper. Basically, there's a bunch of, of hand-drawn illustrations that are built together in, into like a gameplay story. Um, when everything he loves is lost, he must embark on a puzzle-filled quest to regain what he truly loves. He is also aided by the artist, so the, the actual artist's hand will come in during the gameplay and draw stuff uh, That's cool on the screen. One of the things when I was in college way back in the day, and I don't know why this keeps coming up lately, but um, I, I was going for game design and I wrote a high concept doc. And I've always wanted a game that would start out the world where it's almost like uh, uh, lightly drawn and then slowly improve to like modern day graphics over time as you develop your character. So like the the style of the world would evolve. And. I think he's sort of getting at that with inked, like an idea similar to that. It looks really, really neat. Wow. And I, I love how this is all, all hand drawn. Really you can see good. like color is coming into the world and everything. I mean, like, um,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I love the fourth oh, I, wall gorgeous. aspect of that with the, with the artist's hand. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah fair, the hand's
2: really awkward because like the, you see this beautiful like kind of sketched landscape and this big hand comes in. <laughs> well,
0: I know that a lot of these things are like up to your own interpretation, but I have <laughs> to imagine that the person is. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think what he's trying to illustrate, and I don't know, I'd have to learn more about the game, is that the person is drawing this game and coming through these adventures so that he can cope with something that's going on in real life with, within with somebody that he cares about. Right. And um, I'm basing that off of, of one paragraph description. But if that is the case, I'm all in. I already love the art style. I love the gameplay. And if there is a, a larger, more overarching narrative, it, it's like, look at it. It looks so good. I'm I'm willing to give this one a shot.
2: Oh, I would say there is based on the oh,
0: yeah, based on images that.
2: we've just seen. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. yeah man,
1: it's, uh, I'm adding that to my list too. It's, because it looks like it's got some to puzzle stuff in it too which is mm-hmm. which I'm all about so yeah sign me up then, for that one inked
0: and then argami too because you kills people all stealthy like
1: <laughs> I mean w- for stealth, stealth fans out there that's, uh, that's all we got a few stealth games that <laughs> exist anymore pure stealth uh, we had a preview of that on IGN recently one of our uh wonderful contributors took a look at it that was uh, Travis Northup I believe wrote that oh, up so I know that guy yeah, take a look at that one. And then I guess the last one I'll mention real quick is just a game that's been out for a long time and it's beloved. That game is Stardew Valley, but the new notable item here, it's coming to Game Pass. So Ooh. if you haven't played Stardew Valley, now it's just in your Game Pass subscription. So fix that if you haven't already played it.
2: It has so multiplayer. That. And if you haven't played since launch, a lot has changed. A lot of new things.
1: Love it. All right, uh, let's get on to some other news stories here as we've, boy, we've talked for a while already. The Dead Space remake that we talked about a couple of shows ago, right before I left for my trip. uh, It's being developed by EA Motive, of course, and it is reportedly aiming for a fall 2022 release date. According to a report by GamesBeat, sources familiar with the development of the game have said that uh, Dead Space could launch as early as fall 2022, This may be sooner than many fans expected, given that very little has been shared about the game, which was only officially announced last month. Uh, And by last month, it was like two weeks ago. The report by GamesBeat claims that internally, EA is anticipating a Dead Space launch during its 2023 fiscal year. However, when approached for a statement surrounding the supposed release of the game, EA said, quote, we haven't shared a release date for the game and we don't have any comment based on the current rumor and speculation, but we're glad people are excited for the game. Um, Destin this this feels like I would be that would be a, one of those fun kind of uh, over, under promise and over deliver kind of situations if they're able to pull that off
0: um, I don't expect to see anything from this game for a very long time I think they've showed their teaser and the next time we see it it's going to be much closer to whenever that launch window ends up being at the end of the day um, and I agree with you Ryan If if it is under promise, over deliver, great. I'm not in a rush to play the Dead Space remake personally. I'll wait until they're done and go for it. I don't think they need, I don't, I don't, I'm not like in a rush to play it in 2022.
1: <laughs> Miranda, you, are you, are you, uh, buying this rumor or you think it's, <laughs> that seems a little, a little optimistic?
2: I feel like everything gets delayed now. So <laughs> that's my only comment.
1: Yeah you're not wrong and that and that's i'm with you there i mean i don't know ea's internal schedule and right. speed apparently has stumbled upon it but uh as you said everything gets delayed everybody's still working from home like none of right? these major companies nobody's gone back yet not not with the uh, some of them were planning to uh at least i know well i don't know about game companies but like i have friends and neighbors that work for google and September was the plan, but then mm-hmm. Delta starts going around and those plans change. So uh right. yeah, w- with with studios still not back together yet and delays being a normal part of game development. Uh I I I would be I would bet lunch that this game does not release anytime in 2022. And I'd be happy to lose the bet. I'd be happy to buy somebody lunch if it turns out it does. But uh yeah, we'll see. Also I mean even though dead space is a known quantity I don't know if the fall season is the best time for it when you've got the when you've got this you know the the call of duties of the world the halos the battlefields I mean in, ne- in next year's case the starfields of the world I know they're different genres but um yeah I I don't think that's going to happen but hey yeah if-
2: and and it's brand of horror I think would do well without the October spooky season too. Like, I think that could come out at any time. Honestly, this would be a fun summer game, I think, but I don't know. Space horror to me, screams summer rather than fall.
1: Yeah.
0: Like a big summer horror movie, right? You know, summer movie season. So I mean, like the games, the games out now, so like you can go play (laughs) dead space, you know, and then when the new version comes out with prettier graphics, (laughs) you play it again. Like it holds up very well. It's in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's thankfully, less scary. Right.
1: I mean, thankfully it's a remake, so it's not going to, I mean, presumably yeah. it's not going to be a shot for shot remake, although that's possible, but it's, you'll get it's some gonna, kind of new experience.
0: By. Yeah, they they talked about this a little bit, actually. They're going to be like uh, adding more of the corridors that had to be cut due to the size constraints and just limitations that they have on on old hardware. So there is definitely going to be new stuff, but a lot of it will be probably what we experience, you know?
1: Yeah. So, maybe stay tuned for that next fall, but I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. Although, I guess I just did. <laughs> but I bet against it. <laughs> uh, this next story warms my heart because I'm a big South Park fan since the very beginning, because yes, I'm old. There is a new South Park game in development coming uh, from Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the co creators of South Park, as part of their new 900. Yes, $900 million deal with Viacom and Paramount, which will keep South Park, the TV show, going through its 30th season in 2027. (laughs) They're also doing 14, yes, a dozen plus two movies, South Park movies for Paramount Plus, the streaming service, because you got to have content to get people to subscribe. And as part of the deal, Matt and Trey will also be working on a new South Park video game. Matt Stone confirmed the game is in development and it's being made by an in-house team at South Park Studios. Hmm. So not, you know, Ubisoft or Obsidian, as was the case with uh, The Fractured But Whole and The Stick of Truth, the RPGs we've seen previously. So... Uh we don't you know what kind that of game so carefully, Come I know on. you've that is the joke right. <laughs> you can't step into Matt and Trey's trap every time. you've got to be careful, tiptoe around it, but, uh, we don't know what kind of game this is, but uh, Miranda, what kind of game do you hope it is? Do you want to go back to the RPG well or is there another genre you'd like to see Matt and Trey tackle?
2: Uh, I have a confession to make. I am not a South Park fan. It traumatized me when I was a child. I was very scared. believe it or not, I was scared <laughs> so when what? i was really young do you want to do a quick story i want to
1: i want to hear the backstory on this okay
2: quick story time um i had a tv in my room when i was a little kid and my parents were like "Trust us, so like turn it off at night and one night, i was like i want to watch south park because i want to know what it's all about i don't remember i was in elementary school easily like really little and there was this episode where these the kids get stuck on a bus on the side of the mountain and there's this monster in the mountain and it ate a kid and spit out like spit out its blood and bones on the side of the window, and that just freaked me out so bad. I was like, "What is this?" And then and then I never looked at South park the same way again.
1: Uh, I mean, that, uh, that's that understandable. I, I have stuff like my version of that is um, uh, Howard the Duck freaked mm-hmm. me out when I was a little kid. I don't remember exactly. But there was some scene in it. I haven't I haven't purposely haven't watched that movie since because I'm not looking to revisit the trauma. Right. But yeah. Like, there are things that seem, as an adult, like, seem
0: like, well, wait, why would that freak you out? But as a kid, you know, you never quite know.
2: Yeah, you got that little version going.
0: Mine was They Live. Taught me not to trust anybody. Oh, no!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Dustin, all right. Um, I will say, too, though, it's really fun exploring the stories of how South Park comes to be. I forget I was listening to you about, like, the production behind South Park and how they keep it so reactionary. it's really cool to hear about that, but... Yeah, are you
1: talking about uh six days to air? Which was yes. the yeah. Yes.
2: That was really cool.
1: It's so worth watching if you haven't seen it. It's about how South Park gets made uh, on on such a tight schedule every week and and stays so topical. It's re- I mean it's 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 old now. I mean, I think that's right. probably eight to ten years old, but it's still relevant and it's still super interesting. Oh, so absolutely. Destin, uh what What genre here you want to go RPG for a third time, or you want to see something else?
0: I want another RPG. Those games are amazing. I'm a little worried that Ubisoft's not going to be involved, to be totally honest, because I thought that those games were so well done that uh, I would have just loved to play another one of them. And I'm, The last game that they did without Ubisoft was like what the snowball throwing turkey game on Nintendo 64.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) Obsidian did the stick of truth and UB took it to the finish line. But Obsidian Mm -hmm. did the work there most of the work. Well,
0: I want another one of those. That's what I want (laughs) for sure. And uh, if they're able to replicate that and do do something of that quality, great. Um, I do worry because like it's it's a new game development studio, right? Well. That's that's my worry. Is
1: that it's sort of a, a second side of the same coin of what you're talking about. Is my worry is when it says it's an in-house team that oh, what if that means it's it's like we're all getting our hope or well, I'm getting my hopes up, and it's just going to be a a dinky mobile game that I don't care about
0: because they have tower defense games and stuff that are on mobile. I don't know if those were in-house. I would I would have to read a little bit more. Yeah, hope hopefully it's. Ryan, like we really liked the console RPGs yeah. a lot. I, those are like sort of uh, something I look forward to when they're announced. Um, and I just sit down and I play through the whole thing. I gobble it up. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, that said, you, it's funny you mentioned Tower Defense. So South Park Studio, they, the internal team did do uh, South Park. Let's go Tower Defense, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good. That was an Xbox Live arcade game in the 360 yeah. days. But you're still that your the point stands that you're making. Uh, it's not a large scale, you know, triple A, 12 to 25 hour role playing game. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, really I adore I, the RPGs. I wouldn't mind another RPG. I, for me, I actually thought uh, the most recent one, Fractured, was was actually too long. I never ended up finishing it as much as I love South Park. Wow. Um, I thought the the. 12-ish hour runtime of The Stick of Truth was perfect for that game for that because it's it was like playing a 12-hour episode of the show and the writing was tight and it was, you know, I, I just I know I'm missing something by not having finished Fractured but um less less can be more I think in mm-hmm. a lot of cases and um but but I will say I've been talking a, a lot on this episode for some reason as it has worked out about point and click <laughs> adventure games I've always wanted a South Park point-and-click adventure game that Matt and Trey write, and Matt and Trey do the voices for. Where you know you're, you're. It, I mean, it, it's it's a cousin kind of 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 something like what the Stick of Truth did, but just a straight up like puzzle adventure that's heavy on dialogue and has dialogue trees that you, you where you can choose different responses of things to say. That's what I'd love to see. Now, are they going to do that? Probably not, because nobody buys point-and-click adventure games anymore, for the most part. But I can dream. I'm allowed to dream. Uh, let's see here. We're already getting late in the show, but we've got to talk Mass Effect because, you know, that makes Destin happy. Why not? Always. <laughs> uh, and the news is good. Sales for Mass Effect Legendary Edition were quote well above EA's expectations, according to EA themselves in their earnings call last week for investors, quote, the launch of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the remaster of the first three Mass Effect games, reignited the passion of fans around the world, driving sales performance well above our expectations, said EA's CEO, Andrew Wilson. Now, Destin, uh, number one, this has got to make you happy. And number two, I have to imagine that there might be a long tail on this. Like it might keep selling for a while. Cause it's just sort of a self-contained thing where word of mouth can can keep going around. It's, Oh, did you play mass effect? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, it's remastered. I Like I could see this doing well for a while.
0: Yeah. If you're going to play mass effect, you should play this version of mass effect. This is the one that you should play through. Right. And, um, I'm not tremendously surprised that it sold well. This is something that I feel like everybody was asking for for so long. And then they finally do it and they really, really give it a proper treatment. And they explain why they didn't like totally redo Mass Effect 1. And I I really appreciate the work that went into it, uh, the level of quality that came out of the the project. And it's just like a great contained experience. And hopefully they're able to move forward with, we'll call it Mass Effect 4 or whatever it's going to be called in the future and have that same level of quality, right? Um, I, I've seen some articles lately saying like Andromeda isn't as bad as you remember. No, it was it was not the same experience, in my opinion. I think Miranda and I disagree, but
2: it's um, not it's not. It's this not the same caliber. It's, it's not, but it's not a bad game.
0: It, uh,
2: it's well, not I, Mass Effect a original of- trilogy, but it's not a bad game.
0: It is. I don't know. I, I don't like the storytelling <laughs> as much. I feel like the characters are harder to relate to. I feel like the aliens are like not as like they, I don't know. They're just not can, that we interesting. Can,
2: we can differ. That's fine. That's totally yeah.
1: fine. <laughs> it, I, they got well, rid of Paragon yeah. and Renegade which I was not a fan of. There's, um, there's
0: kind of a structure
2: early on you see that I thought was in carry on through the entire game and there's like I think really quality stories there but it's not consistent. Where are the Quarians?
1: (laughs) I think Mass (laughs) Effect Andromeda is the the book. Is uh, is the Saint Anger of of Mass (laughs) Effect? So Saint Anger, Metallica. It's regarded as like Metallica fans hate that album. It's not a bad album, but it's a bad Metallica album. And I think the same thing applies to Mass Effect Andromeda. It's not a bad RPG. It's just a bad mass effect game. So, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, like like the like the combat works, right? The combat works fairly well. You can zip around and everything like that. Most of my problems come down to like storytelling. I I don't I feel the characters are fairly awkward. Like it just it comes off awkward, at least how they sort of put them together in the scenes. And I really wanted to love that game. I really, really did. And playing through it, I, I, it's, it was a very forgettable experience for me. And that bums me out. Uh, Miranda, does that make you, oh,
2: go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, does that make you worry for what they do with a, another sort of mainline Mass Effect game?
0: Well, I know do Mac's, they try to do that. Mac's still at Bioware, right? Um, so they could bring in Drew to help figure out whatever they want to do if they feel that's necessary. But Mac wrote two and three, and he's going to be working on the new one. I feel fairly confident that with uh, uh, Rootsart and all the other writers that work collaboratively on the Mass Effect franchise, that they're going to be able to come out with something great.
1: Okay, I'm to hope- this point, well. I'm hopeful. Yeah, well. to this point, I mean, Miranda, it's this. This definitely helps rehabilitate Mass Effect's wounded image, though heading into heading into Mass Effect Four, right?
2: Um, I would say so i hope i think if anything it just introduced the world of mass effect as it was originally intended i guess you could say um to a lot of new people Like that's what it was that introduction because i think there's a lot of people i heard saying like oh i've never played mass effect so i'm getting this i was like oh well perfect great that's just that just makes a lot of sense um so i'm hoping if anything that will give a lot of people I guess, more excitement for what they're doing and because it's sold so well i hope that means ea will give bioware the time they need to like properly develop it um and i i specifically say time because i think that's what happened with andromeda is that they ran out of time or, or patients from bioware to get this game or from ea to get the game out and yeah, so they, re-
0: they reset it
2: yeah like, there pretty is pretty
0: far in that's
2: and and that seems to be just based on what we've heard like a thing with ea about them like resetting things i don't know if that's a studio issue or if that's an ea mandate issue or whatever it is but it seems like a lot of projects at ea have a problem like starting and continuing not just getting like restarted or like getting out the door and so whenever you have to like you know rush this game out and we heard i think a lot of reports about andromeda too then it could be really difficult to want to put out, or be able to put out quality product whenever you're at that rush or that there's that much communication missing. So I'm hoping that with the sales of this, they'll just like back off. And I think EA, like we we did have a conversation too about like whether or not EA is kind of in good graces. And I think that's also a big part of it too, right? They need to treat their their studios and their, the employees well. So hopefully they get what they need to make an excellent game based off uh, how popular this was.
1: And so Miranda, you mentioned, uh how it kind of reminds new fans what mass effect originally was the thing the optimistic thing i want to look at here is i mean yes Destin, you're correct mac uh there will be some original developers on mass effect 4 but i think it's probably fair to say the majority of the development team probably will be new will be people that did not work on the trilogy and and my hope is that the this this legendary edition and the success of it helps remind not just fans, but also the Mass Effect 4 development team of what people love about Mass Effect as they lay the groundwork for the new one. And, and hopefully it'll be fresh in their minds as they, as they build the new one and, and just have more of an influence, quite honestly, you know, the, rather than uh, just be this kind of distant nostalgic memory, right? Like I'm hoping yeah. this Legendary Edition helps really influence for.
0: I, I agree with you. I think it's definitely probably, well, it's probably, I don't know, I'm not at Bioware, but it's a grounding experience to have a game come out and do really, really well like this did. And honestly, I think Bioware really needed this win because they've just been through the ringer over the last few years. Andromeda came out to a massive controversy. Right. Um. Anthem comes out and it's kind of a dud, right? And they end up pulling the plug on the sequel and development on that. So Bioware really needed a win with one of their historic franchises, and I'm really, really happy to see this. Now, if Dragon Age comes out and Dragon Age is also a hit and also celebrated, then I'm going to be a lot more hopeful about what other projects we see. For example, the rumored remake of the, the Star Wars games. I have to wonder if that's going to get a little bit more development push now that the Legendary Edition of Mass Effect has done so well. I certainly hope so.
1: I'll believe that when I see it a remake of those. I, I'm not getting my hopes up for that. All right, the, the last quick note here before we move on. Uh, Hellblade One, a game I know, Destin, you revisited. It's actually still on my list. It is a, it is. I'm ashamed sh- to admit that it's I, I twice I've, now. I've started it, but I, I never. I got to sit down and do it. I know it's only like six hours, but Hellblade has been given an optimization patch for Xbox Series X and S, DirectX ray tracing up to 120 frames per second. And resolutions of up to 4K, so depending what options you choose, the team is excited for fans to jump into the game for the first time or return to Senua's journey in a cinematic experience that hasn't been possible on console before on Series X and S. So uh just a public service announcement. It's on Game Pass. I I need to listen to my own advice and go play that game and uh as we get ready for Oblade
0: 2. The update's free. Uh, a piece of advice: just follow a guide because there's some of the puzzles are fairly tedious, and that's usually where I've seen a lot of players, myself included, dropping off. Just follow the guy, unless you're stubborn and you really because <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool story. It's it's really a game that I think people should play.
1: Yeah, I know Brandon Tyrell's a big fan too. All right, let's quickly. I'm going to skip Lootbox for this week because we're short on time. Real quick, turbo round of Unlock Block trivia. M Fish writes in and asks, these major motion pictures all feature gaming scenes where characters are using video game controllers to play a variety of games. Which of the following movies features a scene with Xbox controllers? Was it Superbad? Was it Alvin and the Chipmunks The Squeakquel? Was it The Breakup, a the uh, classic Jennifer Aniston Vince Vaughn rom-com? Or Grandma's Boy, the sort of c- cult-ish classic a uh, game with Nick Swartz, a uh, game, movie with Nick Swartz. and Let's see if any of you remember seeing uh, an Xbox controller in any of these. I'm gonna go Miranda's way first.
2: I always make a mental note when I see something like that happens. I'm like, oh, hey, look what they're playing. But I don't know this one. I don't think I've only seen one of these movies. Um... And so I will guess B Elfin in the chickbox. Okay.
1: Which of the four have you seen out of curiosity?
2: Superbad.
1: Okay, that's the that's right awesome. choice out of this group. <laughs> yeah. Superbad's awesome. I love that movie. I like Superbad. All right, Destin. I'll go your that's way. Li-
0: that's the only one I haven't seen. Oh. I'm <clears throat> I think it's D Grandma's Boy. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing though. I actually don't know the answer. What, is it's that, a good question. So are you going to lock in with that, or I, I'm going to lock in with D? Yeah, because I'm a little unsure.
1: All right, let me just pull up the scoring here real quick, uh, and it is so Miranda five, Destin four. Not anymore though.
0: Destin has tied things up.
1: Yes, yes. Grandma's boy no. is the correct answer. Grandma's boy, no, because
0: <laughs> they're I all game tie. devs, and and like at that time, like everybody used the Xbox controller because it was just. Compatible with Windows. Well, That's what Gearbox was about.
1: The extra layer <laughs> is uh, the the game that they're playing that they're developing. It was Ooh. it was a game. I I'm now blanking on it, but it was a real game in development that I believe never came out. Hold on, let me just. Uh, oh really? Yeah, it, Grandma's Boy game. Ah, demonic. That's demonic right. Was the name of it with a K at the end. <laughs> D e m o n i k. Demonic <sighs> was uh, uh, from. Terminal Reality, and Majesco. So that that was featured in Grandma's Boy. So there you go. M Fish, thank you very much for that. Everybody, please send in your Unlocked Block trivia questions. Just email me, unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question for multiple choice answers and note the correct answer in your email. And we'll play again next week. But in the meantime, it is time to roll. Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Again, I mentioned at the top, our Back for Blood month-long IGN first coverage has begun, so check out that stuff on IGN or on YouTube. And uh, I don't know what else. So, well, you already saw. I already plugged my Ascent review. Hopefully you've seen that already. Miranda?
2: Uh, you can find me at and on us Havoc with a K pretty much everywhere, especially on Twitch. Tonight I'll be playing Batman, Arkham, Knight still. Um, as far as IGN work goes, though, I'm working on a review that should be up this week. It may be interesting to you. It's hard to say. <laughs> uh, I can't talk about what it is yet. And um, what, use IGN guides. Thanks. Yay. There are
0: plenty of games coming out
1: for those mm-hmm. guides that you guys mm-hmm. are putting a lot of hard work into. So, yeah. Destin, take us home.
0: Yeah, please go watch my Halo Infinite uh, performance preview. We took a look at the flight across as many platforms as I could capture in the time period and also do a preview and also do gameplay. But 343 actually had some comments on some of the issues that had been identified, including the PC version not running uh, at a stable 60, the the frame time issues on base consoles and the fruit. So be sure you check that out. Uh, It's over on YouTube.com slash IGN games right now. Which is the same
1: Place that unlocked lives so if you don't Mm -hmm. already subscribe to youtube.com slash ign games please do so do us a favor that'll help us out for super producer red as well as miranda and destin i'm ryan this is unlocked 506 and we'll see you all again next week